Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. So welcome to Tuesday Topics. We, we are a somewhat sparser crowd. First, I'd like to welcome Katie Frederick, Chair of the Board of Publications, who is our streamer this evening. Thank you so much for being here, Miss Katie. I know um, I, I know you have lots of other stuff to do, so we appreciate your taking the time to be here with us this evening. Um, in addition, we have uh, Miss Marianne, our, our usual um, kind of hostess with the mostess. Hello, Miss Marianne. <laughs> Hello, Paul. How are you today? I am well, thank you. And our co-host, Mr. Brian Charlson. Hey, Brian. Hey there, guys. Uh, no on the ground in New England. Yeah. So, um, so far, um, we, we will interrupt what we do as soon as, uh, as soon as our friend Clark arrives, because we're hoping that he will be able to tell us about his experience in acquiring some, uh, major appliances. But in the meantime, the rest of um, us will, will I go ahead and work on this stuff. Just as I logged in saying, mm -hmm. send me the link. I had uh, Rick send it out earlier, but apparently it's not working for him. So I'm going to do that and mute myself for just a moment. Mm -hmm. So please feel free to babble on. I will. So our our topic tonight is is accessibility for uh, major appliances, and and there's actually been quite a history. Uh, when when I started buying major appliances, I know that that the primary way of creating access to said major appliances was, was either lock dots or, or braille labels. Um, and that's really all that was available. And then when we got to the middle 1980s, we suddenly got to the place where, where there were occasionally some companies that manufactured appliances that made what they described as braille overlays. And those were sort of cool because if you actually bought the product that that the braille overlays fit um they were they were transparent plastic so it could go right over your screen if you had one there were microwaves and sometimes sometimes washing machines but more microwaves than anything else um would would include these these braille labels and there were also <clears throat> some large print approaches but ACB has been involved in in the, the the whole exercise of trying to create um, access to major appliances for a long time, and and we went through a whole bunch of different approaches that we were taking to that, and perhaps later in the program we'll talk about some of those. Some of them are really quite interesting, um, and and we will we will at least come to terms with some of those things. Mr. Brian, are you able to talk again? No. Miss Marianne, did you, did you begin your appliance journey with uh, some kind of, of pop dots or, or something like those? Yeah, that's um, mostly what I do. I do have, um, my air conditioning is not an appliance, but my air conditioning is run by Alexa, as is my um, robotic vacuum. They mm -hmm. are um, Alexa enabled. 
and that's and it. we will talk. And then I we try will to talk. buy things with knobs. That's my accessibility. Yep. We will we'll we'll talk about Alexa um, later in the program because uh, it, it it's interesting. One would think that if if you've got a device that is Alexa operatable, it should be fully accessible. But that doesn't always seem to be the case. So we will talk about some of the shortcomings of of Alexa enabled devices when we get there, which I think would be pretty cool. So we are um, we are hoping that uh, we'll be able to spend a little time um, talking with Clark Rockfall, who is, of course, the director of uh, ACB's uh, advocacy services. So he will be um, he will be pretty involved with programs later on. And if we don't get him on pretty soon, we're probably going to have to forget having him on. Um, Brian at the moment is trying to assure that we can figure out a way to get um, Clark to join us. One of the things that ACB did, um, oh, 20 or 30 years ago, was to work in conjunction with uh, an organization called the Trace Center. Um, I'm hoping that Brian may remember what Trace Center stood stood for, because I don't. But it was a, uh, an organization that operated out of Wisconsin and was working on access for uh, to to a number of things for people with disabilities and and at least to a degree for people who were blind or had low vision. And the guy who ran the center was a guy called Greg Vanderheiden. And he was he was a very bright, interesting guy. And he and I, and I think Brian for a while as well, entertained the idea of making appliances accessible. Um, by spending virtually nothing um, and adding infrared capability that could then be uh, operated through a little tiny like TV remote control um, that would be that 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 would in fact have a, a little speech chip built in. And at that time, the speech chip and the remote control were inexpensive enough that it wouldn't have been, uh, a big issue. And our, our thought was that if we could get um, manufacturers to adopt a standard, um, it, it would essentially cost them nothing to abide by that standard because they would just have to do a little bit of programming um, that, that would have, uh, that, that would have made machines, um, fully interactive and accessible for folks who are blind and visually impaired. Um, and we talked to, to national organizations of appliance manufacturers and, and a bunch of others uh, about uh, the possibility of doing this stuff. And I am overjoyed to tell everyone that uh, my friend Clark Ratchville is here. Hey, Clark. He's in the process of trying to get to the place Good where he can unmute. Evening, Carl. Hey, sir. So <clears throat> we know that you have lots of other things to do with your evening. So let's let's get right away 
to, oh, there's not much uh, going on in ACB these days. <laughs> no, nothing. It's not. It's not. It's not like we have uh, a big meeting coming up in Washington D.C. next week, or that you actually have programs on on our on our advocacy components this very evening. No, no, never, never. So, right, right. <clears throat> can. I understand, though, that 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 you recently um, got involved with um, with uh, purchasing some new appliances. Can you tell us a little about that process? Yeah, well, like uh, I'll, I'll start at the beginning, but I'll try to make it quick. Uh, so my oh, wife and I take as much time yeah. as you need. My wife and I, we've been married over just a little bit over four years now. And we've been pretty good about going down the the list of, you know, what's what's the traditional gift? What's the modern gift for each anniversary? <laughs> you know, whether it's paper or linen, you know, uh, china, glass, crystal, leather, uh, things like that. Well, you get to year four, and I don't think it mattered whether it was the traditional or the modern gift. The answer was appliances. And we're like, well, that that's just you know big dishwasher telling you that you need to buy more stuff right so it's like no mm -hmm. we're not we're not gonna do that um well here we are in you know january february our anniversary was in november so four years and two months and our dishwasher is leaking and our washing machine craps out you know they're <laughs> you know they're they're from 2000 so they've yep. had a really good run they right? have yeah. So now we're in the market and, you know, uh, traditionally I'd say I go for probably what most people go for, certainly what other people who are blind that I spoke with go for. And that's like, just get me away from the touchscreen, give me knobs. I can put yep. bump dots yep. next to the knobs. Right. Mm -hmm. And then once it, you set it and you forget it and then hope that you no, know, children relatives or friends absolutely abs accidentally bump it or in my case my wife is sighted and sometimes she just likes to move or change things um <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps things interesting so there we are we go to a store it's like sweet we found some that are you know, no thrills everything will obviously be better than our 23 year old uh washer and dryer mm -hmm. and we we think we're we think we're settling on something. It's it's from a, a reputable store, Bray and Scarf. I'm not sure if they're nationwide, but they're certainly here on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. They have knowledgeable staff, and we're looking at uh, you know Maytag and GE, mm -hmm. um, things like that. They, you know names we know. Um, they've got reputable installers, so pretty good, right? It's like mm -hmm. well. Pretty close by is Costco, and we need to get gas for the car. And I'm a sucker for a big slice of Costco pizza as well. So let's you know nice. let's let's go there. And here we are in Costco, and we're checking out their appliances. We've had pretty good luck with patio furniture and living room furniture, um, and uh, delivery and install is included. So we're going down the aisle here. And just seeing the the various floor models that are available, and thinking that we were going to find, you know, uh, likely LG, right? Uh, I just mm -hmm. got back from the Consumer Electronics Show. 
the LG products are nice and you know clean and sleek design. So my wife will like them. They're starting to do more with their app connectivity and uh, ACB members like Don Barrett and Sam Yale have had an opportunity to participate in their accessibility uh, summit here in the Washington nice. DC area in the past year. Um, so that, so that's kind of what I had in mind going to going to Costco and looking at their website. But going down the aisle, my wife gets drawn to this Samsung washer, top load, you know, panel mm-hmm. on the back. And I'm like, all right, you know, touchscreen. Yeah, there's a tactile knob. And then it's like, holy cow, what is this? On the edge of the touchscreen, there is a Braille letter P and oh a Braille goodness. letter S. And those are next to the power and the start button. So it's like, holy cow, this, this is a floor model, right? Like what's this doing yep. on a floor model? So we take a photo of the tag. Uh, we get home, we look it up. This is standard mm-hmm. on, on th- this line. There are 7,300 and 7,700 line of washer and dryers. Um, they have an accessibility section on their website about the features about the different chimes and tones, as well as the tactile markings on the display and the SmartThings app compatibility. So it's like, okay, we're, we're doing it. So we get a washer, dryer, um, and replace the leaky dishwasher. Um, so now we're getting them installed, right? And they're, they're in the house. I will say they did cost more than the Maytags we were looking at from Bray and Scarf. However, once right. we factor in that Costco has free delivery, install, and haul away, mm-hmm. it doesn't cost that much more. You mm-hmm. know, I, I would say less than a less than a hundred dollars more. So that to us, that was worth it. To be able to buy an appliance with some Braille and tactile markings on it yep. was worth it. And to have the app connectivity. So now we get to the app, right? The app, Mm -hmm. I'd say, is usable. Maybe even like a seven or eight out of 10 on the accessibility scale. Um, You know, some menus are laid or, or say, are not labeled. So you have to know to tap on uh, where it says normal to get the cycles to open up. some items are just inconsistent, shall we say, but it, it's workable. You can do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and once you have a setting programmed, you can send it to the washing machine or the dryer or the dishwasher, and all you have to do is hit start. Now, how do you get it connected? Well, that's not the most accessible part that, you know. <laughs> Here's a, here's a plus. There's a QR code on the appliance that you can scan with your code, with your phone, so it automatically recognizes the appliance. That's accessible. Then there's a smart connect button on the appliance that you have to hold basically to make it, uh, you know, like transmittable, right? That button mm-hmm. is not labeled. It's not labeled on the washer, the dryer, or the dishwasher. Um, and that's an integral step that you need to do. But so how did you find out about it? I have a sighted wife. 
<laughs> so, so there you go. Um, and that, you know, that would be something you'd need IRA or sighted assistance yep. to be able to identify because of the tactile markings they have, there is not one next to that smart connect button. Mm-hmm. Uh, also within the app, they have a, a link. If you need help, click here. That's in an accessible PDF. So, so, so when I say that there's certainly things that can be made better, they, those are some of the things I'm, I'm talking about. Um, w- once past those hurdles, then the app is, is usable. I can select whether I want to do, uh, you know, sheets, a heavy duty wash, delicate, sportswear, normal, I can change the temperature settings, how many rinse or spin cycles are done. Um, and I'm still still exploring and still learning um, everything that can be done. So it's uh, I'm having a great time doing it. I told my wife we should have bought new appliances sooner and I would have been doing more chores around the house <laughs> because, because now I have it. Now I can do it. So uh, if if you had to sort of mark the, the whole process out of 10, would you give it a six or a seven maybe? So did, the, the setup process or the usability once set up? Um, well, let's, let's, let's take them apart. So yeah. setup. Setup um, has one or two fatal flaws. Uh, for somebody who's blind to be able to do it totally independently. Mm-hmm. So I would likely put that at, or we'll say a two, right? Uh-huh. Um, you know, not a one, because if you do have IRA or Be My Eyes, um, you'd likely be able to do it on your own. But yeah. they're like, they're so close that this could be something that's made independent. Um, usability. I would put at an eight or nine because, because it's, it's workable. It can be done. Um, Some of the steps seem a little counterintuitive, but you can make it work. Um, The dishwasher, uh, the dishwasher does not have the same tactile markings as the washer and dryer. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the, the capacitive, touch buttons on the top edge of the door mm-hmm. so now we've got three bump dots you know no no real big deal you can yep. identify the power button um, the auto cycle button and the start button so mm-hmm. you could even just use the control pad on the door um, or you could do it from the app now when selecting cycles from the app it seems like the dishwasher needs a little bit more work um, the various mm-hmm. cycles show up as checkboxes, but those checkboxes aren't labeled until you select them and then click OK and back out of the menu, and then you can see what you selected, right? Again, mm-hmm. we're close, mm-hmm. but but we can make it better. So did did you did you choose these because of your experience at the Consumer Electronics Show? <laughs> You know, that's a, that's a good question. Um, 
I have had experiences at the the past two consumer electronic shows with LG and Samsung. Um, I had not experienced these units at the consumer electronic show, but I know that both Samsung and LG are doing a lot in terms of accessibility. And in some ways, they're kind of the best kept secret because they they don't engage too much with people who are blind and low vision, certainly not in the United States, right? I think there's a Mm -hmm. tremendous opportunity, um, relationships that we have been, ACB has been trying to grow over certainly my time at ACB uh, because they're, there's opportunity to educate our members and there's opportunity to make the good work they're doing even better. Mm-hmm. Brian, do you have questions for Clark? Well, just a comment or two, if I may. One is that <clears throat> one of the things that people tend to have to do as blind people is buy things that are a bit retro. Like you were talking about Clark at the beginning, knobs and buttons not touch screens and the like. But it does mean that you are limited in what kinds of choices you can make. Your appliances are electric, correct? They are. Um, And I'm hoping that some of the folks calling in this evening will tell us a bit about their experience with gas uh, stoves and dryers and that that kind of stuff. Um, I think it's easier. can talk about some of that. Uh, I think it's easier, quite honestly, to adapt an electric uh, stove, washer, etc., than it would be doing gas. But I've never been a gas user, so I'm really interested in in hearing about those processes. Um, I don't don't think so. Just a a couple more items that I that I'll share. Um, is that these these appliances uh, also have a lady and Google voice activation. And once active in the app, you can get notifications uh, or you can either check on their status and see how much time is remaining, or you can get notifications when a cycle completes. Um, we also happen to have a, it's actually a hand-me-down, but a smart Samsung television. And I got I got a notification on my television read by the the built-in screen reader on the television for the menus that my dryer uh cycle was completed. <laughs> How cool is yeah. that? That's pretty cool. Yeah. So Marianne, any questions for Clark? No, I don't. I don't have any questions. Well, so, and I'd be happy to come back once I've had an opportunity to uh, to explore more, more as well. And and in particular, we're going to be talking some about it later. But let me just ask you this question really fast before you take off: <clears throat> Have you found the Alexa components um, or or the 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 Google Home components um, to to be pretty accessible, or or are there issues with those? I cannot report on that at this time. Very good. I did have a question about that. You said you could you get time checks with the um, those devices, 
Um, can you set can can you set the the cycle with them or not? So from the so Samsung's smart home hub is called Smart Things, and from the Smart Things app, once I turn on the appliance. I can program the cycle that I want, and then I can send that program to the appliance. How the about appliance, with, um, the Alexa, the Amazon devices? Can you? Yeah, program, so I, I you can't, know. I can't comment on that at yeah. this time. Okay. All right. Um, so, and it, so and there are other we, smart, you've got smart you've got homework to do, homework. and then you can come back. <laughs> exactly. Fully but, come back after you do your homework. But before then. <laughs> I need to steal your audience to come over and hear about our legislative seminar and our legislative imperative for this evening, the Websites and Software Applications Accessibility Act. No, and also, steal them. registration yep. is still open, folks, for the DC Leadership Conference. It is still open through today. So please register and join us for the DC Leadership Conference starting on Saturday, March 4th, this Saturday. Very good. Now there, but there, I guess there are not hotel rooms any longer. Is, is that right, Clark? The ACB hotel block is full, but there are plenty of rooms in Alexandria, Arlington, and the DC area. Cool beans. Um, we have we have a couple of people with raised hands. Do you have two or three minutes to see if if their questions directly for you? I do have a couple minutes. All right, Marianne. Yep, Penny has her hand raised, and Penny, Ms. you may Penny. you may speak. Hey, Clark and Paul and Brian. Um, Clark, I want to stay on with Paul because I want to hear about uh, stoves, electric ranges, but I want to hear your pod, your. Um, Legislative, especially for this particular imperative, is it going to be podcast? And do you know when it'll be up? It will definitely be podcasted. I'm not sure when it will be out, but the imperative backgrounder is available on the DC Leadership Conference webpage. Okay, cool. And the legislative seminar part. Is that at night or during the day? I'm confused. The uh, president's meeting and legislative seminar, the virtual sessions are all 1230 to 6 p.m. Saturday, March 4th through Tuesday, March 7th. Oh, so they're during the day. They're not in the, I don't know why I thought they were in the evening. But anyway, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Good luck tonight. I'm sure you'll do a great job. Thank you. Okay. We got time for one more, Paul. Travis. Yep. As is Henry's Travis, you may. All right. You guys can hear me okay? Yep. Yes. Well, hey, everyone. Uh, it's so good to be here today. Um, Got 30 seconds, Travis, because Clark needs to go. Hey, Clark, this is great. I'm really happy for you for what you got and everything. And just to let you know, I sell appliances for a living, and I'm very familiar with the Braille Samson washers and dryers. I have those on display at my store I work at, just to let you know. Uh, I don't know. Fabulous. Well, Travis, we're... We're gonna we're gonna talk to you a little bit later on. So thank you a lot for for being here, Mr. Travis. You're welcome, and I and I cannot wait to speak to you all when you guys are ready. Very good, mm -hmm. Mr. Clark. Thank you so much for being here, sir. Thank you all, and I hope to see folks in person in Alexandria, Virginia, for the DC will, Leadership Conference and the Accessible Currency Rally. I think both Brian and I will be there, sir. Without a question. Fabulous. Thank you all. Good night. Good night. Later. Good night. Good night.
Good night, Clark. Well, Travis, we can we can we can start talking with you right now. Tell yeah, tell us about your store. So I work at Home Depot. I've been with Home Depot for over seven years now, which will be seven and a half, you know, toward the end of March, since I've been there September 2015. And um, I started out as a greeter, and I've been a greeter there for a while until they took away the position. And I've been in the appliance business now for a number of years, work, you know, Home Depot. And I have seen the appliance business change over the years, especially when it comes to Wi-Fi capability and Braille. And it's like what Clark just talked about and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have to say, um, you can definitely control appliances with smart speakers and uh, your smartphone. I do know of a couple of people who participate in our AACB community calls who has a Wi-Fi washer and dryer sets. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. One of our members has the Maytake Bravo 5.5 cubic foot washer. He can control it on his phone using voiceover, you know, as he has an iPhone like most of us folks have. Mm -hmm. Um, He can totally select his pre-rinse, you know, extra rinse and everything and all the cycles, just everything on it through this this app. And Mm -hmm. it applies to him when it's done. And also the cool thing is, too, um, one of my – our other friends who has an LG washer and dryer set, she can control the units from her um, voiceover phone, you know, iPhone. Mm-hmm. A lot of neat things, like if you change, turn the dial and have the app open, voiceover will tell you what uh, cycle you're at when you fiddle Ooh, with the dial. Cool. Uh-huh. Um, now, one thing I've learned, uh, too, um, if anybody were to get a Samsung washer and dryer set with the Braille, I did try one on demo actually at another appliance retailer. It wasn't hooked up to water though or anything. Just to let let you know, it was just plugged mm-hmm. in you know, right. to electricity. <laughs> um, one thing I have learned with the uh, with those appliances, a lot of times when you hit the power button, typically those appliances don't pick up with the cycle that you left off at because of the dial that is used. Mm-hmm. You, you have to fiddle with the knob. And until you know you're at normal, it like does a double ping on the Samsung to let you know that you're at normal, so you know how many right. out like to get to like the left or the right for like delicates or what have you. So but, Travis, yeah, in your in your store, um, have you kind of become the expert on accessibility for these devices? You know, after doing all the research and everything, and what I picked up on over the years, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean. I, I I know appliances will be good for some folks, and I know for those who don't want all the technology, you know, because they may not like the bells and whistles or they don't like the Wi-Fi features. I can mm-hmm. tell people what appliances are good, especially if, if people want the knobs, because if people just want just the regular knobs versus the electronics, you could totally easily count the clicks on the knobs that you're going to be using if you have them marked up and if you start memorizing that stuff. Mm-hmm. And 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 Home Depot still sells washers and dryers and dishwashers like that. Of course, I mean, we, I mean, I mean, we have a lot of stuff. I mean, most of our appliances we have on display, we still have appliances with knobs, but a lot of our appliances are Wi-Fi friendly, you know, nowadays and. I'm going to use another example, too, of the appliance business. Um, for anybody that looks at Bosch dishwashers, I mean, some of you probably know what I'm talking about. One thing Bosch is known for in terms of accessibility, because you know how with most dishwashers, you have to push a button, you know, to get to a cycle, just, you know, like continuously push. Right. Like, so, it's, so it's not a separate button anymore per cycle. Mm-hmm. 
Well, one thing Bosch has down, and they they've been known for that, and kudos to them. All their buttons are separate per each cycle, so it uses a row of buttons, so you don't have to push a button multiple times to get to a certain cycle. So the way it it works, you can like count the row of buttons. Like okay, normal's like the second one in from the first you know, left cycle button, uh-huh. or you go like three buttons in, for example. Mm-hmm. This way, you know what button you're pushing, and also too. A lot of times, um, you can um, if you start the Bosch dishwasher because you have to hit a power button before you engage anything. It always picks up on the normal cycle, typically, you know, or the cycle that you left off before you push start. But it doesn't hurt to know where certain cycles are, you know, like auto wash or anything in between, which most appliances do have. That, and that's also, too, cool. mm-hmm. yeah, and, and then also cool too. One thing that's in the market too, General Electric has the ultra fresh washer and dryer sets that are available now, which are front load, mm-hmm. which have the vent around the door, you know, the washer, so it doesn't get all musty. You can leave uh-huh. it closed all the time. What one thing they do have, like the mag tag, the dial has a pointy thing on it. Yes, kind of thick thing. So what it means is it'll leave off at the cycle that you used, you know, all this time when you hit the power button. It's one of those dials that are easier to use for some folks. Right. And 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 a lot of us have, have put have put dots in the right place with those pointy things. So yeah, I get and what you're talking about. Here's the best part. Not only can you have Wi-Fi with it, you like with the Alexa and everything. If you prefer using liquid or powder detergent, but you are tired of making a mess or if you don't like the pods anymore, uh-huh. and if you activate the smart dispense. You can dump forty loads worth of detergent in the smart dispenser. Person, you know that will use all the for all forty cycles. Oh, that's nice. nice. Yeah, nice. Of course, you know just be careful because you don't want to spill. You know, maybe it's that someone does it for you, perhaps just to make it easy. <laughs> or you know, if you're so, Travis, spill. what have you what have you found what have you found in your store that isn't accessible in terms of appliances? <laughs> Well, in terms of it, like things that are not accessible for appliances, for yeah, for blind for blind people with appliances that that you're selling. This is one problem I kind of do see, especially for those who use a stove. One problem that could be kind of an issue, especially down the road, if you use an electric stove, how will blind people know where to line up the pan? Because stoves are now flat when it comes to electric, you know, nowadays. Oh, the second. Yeah, but they've been they've been that for for quite a while, and I think I think most most blind people who use electric stoves have gotten past that. Yes, Miss Penny. Yeah, I think that's no problem. You just like yeah. hold your hand over the burner and figure out where exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And there's like a little circle, kind of a different texture. So that's a good point. Well, sometimes there sometimes there isn't a circle sometimes with any nothing. texture, but you just feel the heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But the only yeah. But I do think what could be a challenge, you know, this, for some folks with appliances, um, I think what could be an issue, like touchscreens might be hard for certain folks is what I oh, find. I think, oh, I think that's right. Now, that could be d- a problem. Does Home Depot sell any Braille overlays for touchscreens, Travis? Um, No. But you, you can okay. put bump dots on the appliance bill, and I actually you have can. bump dots on my microwave oven. Yeah. Which doubles as my air fryer, too, actually. 
Uh huh. Now, do you have any? Um, do you do you have any microwaves that you particularly recommend because of their their ability to use Wi-Fi? GE has really um, has the good game for uh, Wi-Fi friendly appliances, especially mm-hmm. microwave. Mm-hmm. You know, Thermador's gotten into it. Even the Bosch products, you know, Jenner's getting into it. Cool. Brian, Marianne, questions for Travis? Travis, you sell appliances at Home Depot, and I have my yes, own Yes, I'm, I'm a salesman, yep. Right. And uh, uh, two of my appliances I bought at Home Depot. I'll get back to that in a moment. But generally speaking, what do you use personally? In terms of what? Like appliances? Appliances. I, I use just about everything. But you know, are any of them notably accessible out of out of the box? Are any of them smart appliances, for example? Like my appliances at home? Yes. Unfortunately, I don't have any smart appliances at my house. But um, my microwave that I use at home is totally marked. And um, my dishwasher ha- at home has raised buttons. It doesn't have separate buttons per cycle, but what it has, it has the plus minus. And what you can do, you know, I have notes on my Victor Reader stream and my Braille note. Mm-hmm. I can easily count one of the button clicks, you know, that, you know, the, the memorize the cycles, yep. what cycle I'm at. You could totally do that. And, um, you know, where you, the start button is and everything. Um, now my stove, my, my gas range it has no electronic controls, um, plus the oven. Um, it has a dial that you turn to adjust the temperature. So you can you know, point it at certain directions you, so you know which way you know, 400 is or what have you. Yep. Plus it has the, a raise button for the convection feature that you want. You can activate if you use convection as well as you have, if you ever have to turn on the oven light. Nice. Excellent. But, um, but, uh, but some of the Wi-Fi appliances that you get nowadays – you know, they are becoming blind friendly. Some of them too, you can have them like programmed on your tablets, like to have them on a special preset for somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, like they might use a certain feature, you know, frequently. And a lot of appliances do have built-in presets. So if you're tired of picking cycles, you can have your cycle programmed into a preset with the select water temperature you choose and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, do you do, like do you want fabric softener on your preset for the washer, or do you use no fabric softener? Yep. Got it. Ms. Marianne, oh, any, any questions for Travis? I don't have any questions myself. Um, but I, when you're, let I, me know when you're ready to take questions from the audience. Uh, oh, Travis, me? thank you very much for your call, sir. You're welcome. And I do have one quick tip I would like to point out. Go ahead. One thing I did learn, for those who want to know, if you get one of the GE washer and dryer sets um, with the smart dispense, if you know somebody who's going to stay with you or whatever, who might be allergic to the detergent you use, just to let people know, you can disable that the smart dispense feature and use the different detergent in the regular dispenser in the compartment if someone is allergic to certain soaps that you use in the smart dispense, just to let that you know. That is very cool. As long as your smart dispense is off, though, so you don't have a mix-up or an issue. Or a Excellent. Thank you, Mr. Good. Travis. We appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for letting me speak. You're welcome. Excellent. Miss Marianne, who we got? We have Kathy Shelton from Oklahoma. Hey, Kathy. 
Kathy, you just need to unmute. Hi. There you are. Sorry about that. That's okay. It takes me a while to find it since my iPhone doesn't have a Braille display on it. <laughs> um, hold on, my voice keeps talking. Um, anyway, what I wanted to mention were two, I don't want to be gloomy, but two warnings. Now that everything is graphics and displays, sometimes you see a knob and you think, oh, great, this is going to work. But it might be a picture of a red line pointing to a number and the dial spins and spins and there's no correlation between the dial and the pointer or the dial and the numbers. So you've got to be careful, like try the dials and see if there's a stopping point, you know, where you can. I, yeah, I think that's a, that's a really good point, Kathy. And thank you so much for raising it. I, I think you really need to, um, and, and we're, we're going to get to this a little bit later on. I think you really need to do a lot of exploring before you plunk your money down. Um, don't assume. The other yeah. one, um, most recently looking at air fryers, <clears throat> and we had, we tried one and had to, we brought it back and got another one, but um, there were some interesting features. Like it had two, it had um, one place to set the temperature and the up and down arrows, were, you know, normal, but then the other to set the time, the up and down were back were backwards so it was kind of like a reverse you know you had up down then you had the choices and then you had down up so got it you, you had to know <laughs> what you were doing the reason we brought it back was because you're supposed to turn things halfway through and it was really hard to basket out of the device while it was hot, flip everything over and then slide it back in. You couldn't touch the air fryer. You couldn't touch the basket. That's frightening. <laughs> so it was, yeah, we just, now we've got one that's like a toaster oven. And it turns out you really don't need to turn everything over. I mean, occasionally I will if I want something really crispy, but usually we don't bother to turn things. Cool. Miss Kathy, thank you for your call. Sure. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Miss Marianne. We have Debbie Dietrich. Hey, Debbie Dietrich. How are you? Um, so I'm hi, how are you? I am well. It is Debbie Dietrich. I was right. It is. How are you? Um, a question I had, well, uh, one question that I had, but I think it's already been answered when Clark was on what brand he had had, but I think he had was talking about the Samsung. Is that correct? Yeah, he ended up buying he ended up buying a Samsung, but he had also looked at some LGs, and he says that both of them have made some pretty strong strides forward um, right. in terms in terms of stuff. Um, and I should mention, um, though there's not a lot about appliances, people might find interesting um, two programs that Clark did. Uh, on the Consumer Electronics Show, which are available as podcasts uh, uh, for um, the advocacy podcasts that are that that ACB does, so if if people are minded to learn more about the Electronics Show and their involvement with people with disabilities, you can check those out. They're they're both interesting. And was Travis also saying something about um, Braille on uh, some of the appliances? 
at Home Depot? Uh, I I don't I don't think I think he said that that he talked about the the same the same Braille that Clark talked about, which are which are on the Samsung appliances. Okay. Um, and there apparently are are two different model um, designations that are that are particularly noted for having Braille markings on them. The seventy three hundred and the seventy six hundred models, I think. Thank you. Thanks for your call. So, Miss Debbie, do you have do you have appliances that 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 you use, and are they older? And do you use dots, or how do you do your stuff? Well, we're in apartments, uh, but mm -hmm. I know somebody that's uh, getting ready to buy a house, and they're looking for appliances. Mm -hmm. So yep, we no. have the old, you know, just the regular old stove, and we have dots, you know, some dots on our stove, and uh, we do have a talking thermostat. Um, nice and a talk and the uh, talking microwave and toaster oven. They're way more, you know. They're probably I don't know that I'd buy them again, but we just wanted to buy them to see what they were like. But they're pretty expensive. Yeah, very good. Thank you, Miss Deborah. You know, Paul uh, Deborah was talking about living in an apartment. You don't have much choice of appliances when you live in an apartment. And I know of a couple of different people who the um, the company that manages them decided that it was time to replace everybody's <laughs> washing machine. And with very little warning, all of those ones everybody were familiar with were gone and these newer ones were in there and we all should be very happy to have the new ones, but the new ones um, were nowhere near as accessible as the original ones were that they took out. And that's, right. that's got to be really frustrating. Same thing for uh, in an apartment building or a condo or whatever, where there's shared washers and dryers and that kind of thing. So, you know, there are those of us who have a choice and those that don't. The other thing I had mentioned here is I bought a new washer um, and bought a new dryer at the same time, but I didn't choose to buy a new washer. It chose to die. So there wasn't exactly. time to go out and do a lot of research about what's best. And I couldn't go to a store. I went to a half a dozen stores, uh, most of which carried what the other store did, the, that I really didn't have the luxury of waiting for something to be shipped to right. my state or, or whatever. So you make compromises when those kinds of things happen. Same thing, I had my refrigerator conk out. And same thing, I, I had to go shopping and see what I could get that would fit my minimum requirements uh, and my, so, in fact, in one case, I bought more than I wanted because it was the only one that would fit the space. I'll tell you that I'll tell you the story of, of my last dryer when when we get there. But I think we have a few hands. So let's, yes. let's see what we can do with those. You have area code 413 and you may unmute. 
I don't know where 413 is. I don't either. Hi, Hi am I unmuted? Yes, you, you are. are. You are. And where is 413? 413 is Western Mass, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Hi. Barbara, you're going to call um, and talk about uh, induction? Yes, I am. Because <laughs> I, yeah. So um, I've had gas stoves forever. I grew you know, as a kid, as a grown up. Um, and I, I, my gas stove is, is almost dead. It has like one burner that works in the oven. So I need to replace it and I want to replace it with an induction stove, which is supposedly very energy efficient and also that, you know, works maybe heats more like a gas stove, um, than a traditional electric stove. And right. the other thing about it is that it's the, the whole, the only thing that gets hot is under is the pot that the um, that the whole surface doesn't heat. Right. So I've started, you know, I've been calling around and I'm going to a place next week to look, but basically I I want something that has knobs. I'm something of a Luddite. I'm not I you know, I have an iPhone, I can use it, but I really don't like using it or Alexa to control appliances. I, I, I want to just be able to turn them on and know what's happening um, with my hands. So I think there are ones with knobs. Um, I haven't figured out yet if there are any with knobs for ovens. And that's a question. If anyone else knows, I'd love to know. And the other thing, um, and I, I don't know which one, Brian, maybe it was you that said this about the flat top electric stoves. Since I've never had one, I really don't understand how you figure out where to put the pot. Um, I'm going. I'm, I'm going to describe that here for a moment, and then get to the induction whole yeah. concept of it. So, the way that I do it is I put the pot where the burner is generally. You know, back left, front left, back mm -hmm. right, front right, uh, and then I turn the burner on. And uh -huh. after a very short period of time, uh, it heats up and I put my palm down about an inch above the lip of the pot and go around mm -hmm. the circumference to feel where heat is escaping out of under more or less and center it that way. I don't uh -huh. turn on the burner without a pot and do right. that, but I do it with the right. pot on because it's that what do they call it, occlusion kind of thing, where it's occluded. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and that works mm -hmm. That works extremely well for me. Once in a while, I get myself screwed up because, you know, you get this one burner these days that has an inner burner and an outer burner. So that one oh. burner place can be used for a small pot or a large pot. Um, mm. And you turn the knob clockwise to control one of them and counterclockwise to control the other one. So if you put the wrong one on, That's there's going to be a fancy. lot of heat escaping out of under, yeah. underneath there. So now yeah. I'm going to go back to induction cooking. It is a fascinating thing, induction cooking. And right now, it is a fairly expensive thing. Um, mm -hmm. You'll find two... Tax credits. Yeah. Well, you will find there are two price levels typically. One is based on a six inch 
space and one's an eight inch space. So imagine uh-huh. now you put a bigger fry pan, say one that's a, oh no, 10 inch fry pan on top of right. a six inch space. The only, yeah, was- it, it's not going to work well at all. No. Not going to work well at all. So uh-huh. in addition to making sure that whenever pots or pans you want to use, um, you could take a simple magnet and put it against it. And if it attaches, it'll work. If it doesn't, right. no matter what you do, that is not going right. to work. Uh, right. so, so be careful to get, ask the question about the size of the copper yeah. coil in the surface. Uh-huh. Very, yeah, very good. important. Okay, that's good to know. All right. Um, okay, uh, I mean, I, is, you know, I felt a, a single burner induction, like hot plate thing at a, at a demo, and it had a little tiny line of where the burner was. But, and I, you know, I was trying to figure out, does, you know, should, is there something one could do to mark it more? But, you know, I mean, whatever you you don't want to, you would want to put something on that's not going to melt if the hot pot. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I've seen and so, people who have taken uh, silicon mats and cut yeah, them that's what I, uh, I to achieve that cool. kind of thing. Uh, yeah. I, I'm still reluctant, <laughs> to be honest with you. The yeah. By the way, the uh-huh. one that you saw demoed, the hot hot plate. How much was it? I don't know. It was. <laughs> Our library is loaning them out. There's a, an energy program in our area that has purchased, got, purchased a bunch of them and given them to the libraries to lend out for three weeks at a time. And it, it didn't have, I mean, it was totally inaccessible in terms of the controls. Um, right. So I wasn't planning to borrow it to try it out. But, um, but, but it did have a little raised ring mm-hmm. uh, around that the pot went on. Right. right. Miss, Miss Barber, the only thing I'll add just before we let you go um, yeah. is, is that you can, you can often find um, knobs for ovens. What you can't find um, period um, or, or not easily is um, accessible timers. You almost have to use dots for those and you have to remember a lot in order to use them well. And yeah. most of the most of the ovens that I've seen lately over the past, say, four or five years, um, mm-hmm. only have a flat screen, and you essentially have to use dots, no matter no matter what, and learn them. But once you've learned them, they're pretty reliable, and they they tend to make noises when you activate them, so that you can tell what happens. I have not. I was just going to say that, Paul. I just recently had to shop for an oven because mine died and uh, I could not find one that just had knobs to set temperatures and whatnot, but right. I agree the touchpad it's, it's, you know, just a, a start, you know, a start button to up and down temperature and an off button and yep. they beat, they beat as you're pressing them. So yes. um, oh. they're, it is fairly accessible with dots. Yeah. Right. And I, because we keep using the word dots, I want to be clear. There are other methods for doing that for example on the arrow spaces for arrows up down left or right i take a square peel and stick 
uh, thing, a bumper for keeping cabinets from slamming shut. And I cut yeah. it diagonally, making two arrows. So oh. I don't have to remember what this dot means versus that dot. The shape of it tells Got it. me what it is. The other uh-huh. thing is there is a, um, a company. God, can I remember its name? No. Um, a company that sells kits of um, peel and stick material in different shapes that yep. you can apply. Uh, my experience with those is uh, I can read Braille with no problem, but boy, I have a hard time telling what some of those shapes are supposed to be. What's popcorn look like to put on and, your microwave? I also have I also have had trouble with with them not being as sticky as they should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, the other thing not, is there are bump dots in a million different shapes. They yes, do. yes, so, they do. And size. So you know, if you have sort of a variety of. And and I guess the the one other tip that I would make: I moved into a new apartment in Jacksonville, and. <clears throat> I, I could have put dots on everything, but I didn't choose to do that. Um, I choose to determine what I needed on the microwave and, and only did them. So, for instance, yeah. I, on, I only had five, five of, of the numbers uh, mm-hmm. from one to ten. So I did one, three, mm-hmm. seven, nine, and zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. and could and could find the rest, so it wasn't a problem. Miss Barbara, thanks well, for your call. We've got bunches of people right, waiting, so we're going to have to run. Right, thank you, Miss yeah. Kathy. Right. Hello, yep. Kathy. Um, I just wanted to mention one important thing with an oven is to make sure it doesn't remember your last uh, cooking session, and then it defaults to zero. Right. I think yeah, that's a good point, you- Kathy. Thank you. Yeah, if you're yep. getting pushed, you can mark the dots, but you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Very when you're good. using arrow keys and the like, you want to make sure that if if you forgot where you were, turn it off, turn yep. it back on. These things exactly. have a starting point. On mine, it's 350. Exactly. Each beep going up is five degrees, and beep going down is uh, five degrees. Yeah. And, 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 and there's an absolute I've, stopping point right. in both directions. Yeah, and I think virtually every oven um, starts at 350. I, I've not seen one that doesn't. So who Ms. else? Marianne, got we have hand. Thomas. Hey, Thomas. Hey, it's Tim Cummings from lovely hey, Danny, Seattle. There you so, go. <laughs> haven't heard your voice been too long. I know, sir. I know, sir. We We miss Massachusetts, but we're... We're making do here and we're settling in. Um, so let me just say, uh, as a couple of weeks ago, now that I've passed the age of 60, I'm, I'm not, um, I don't like to work as hard to do all this stuff. Uh, let me just right. say that. So um, we moved into this apartment, as Brian mentioned before. This building is actually only two years old. So all the appliances are quite new and they're all mm-hmm. General Electric. We lucked out and have a front loader washer and dryer that are wi-fi capable and with some assistance we got them set up and there is a smart view app which allows us through our iphones to um 
you cannot turn the washer and dryer on with the app, but as mentioned before, you can see what the settings are through the app, which is very nice. And uh, in terms of the rest of our appliances, um, the other, we, we have a, a microwave that we marked up, a dishwasher that we marked up. Mm-hmm. We do have a convection uh, electric stove. Nice. And we've started, we haven't done much with the burners yet, but we're, we're, we're slowly easing ourselves into it. The other thing I would let people know is that you, the other thing you have to watch for is some of these appliances, if you purchase, like we purchased an air fryer and it works very well, but the buttons, even with lock dots on them are very, very sensitive. So you have to kind of check that out before you get some of these things, because I mean, you just touch the thing and it, and it'll make a change that you didn't necessarily intend. Yeah, Tim, I think that's a really good point. And, and it's, it's becoming more and more true nowadays. Um, I, I think, I think the newer the appliance, the more sensitive the buttons are and, and therefore the more difficult they are to use, because even if you put dots on those buttons, um, you just have to come close to them. It seems like exactly, and they press, you just breathe on them and they move. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's a challenge. I think, um, you know, the other, the other thing that's critical, I mean, it's great that a lot of these things are Wi-Fi, but then there's the question of how accessible the apps themselves are. So that's a whole other issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but, you know, just, uh, I would underline what everyone has said here. Just do, especially if you're buying an appliance, do your research and go to a place where you can get your hands on some of these things. Cause that, makes well, and, and, and also try to come to an agreement with, uh, with the folks you're buying it from that, that if for some reason it, it, it absolutely will not work and you can demonstrate that it won't work for you, um, you, you have the ability to send it back, maybe, maybe having to pay an installation fee, but no more than that. Yes. Yeah. Great. You can always negotiate. Yes. You can always yes. negotiate. Yep. Miss Marianne. We have Beth. Hey, hey Beth. Hey, unmute Beth. I think that's, SS. It's right. It's Beth from New Mexico. New Mexico. Ah, there she is. Hello. There she is. Hey there. Yeah, that happened to me with my. um, We were living in an apartment, and they put, they decided to put uh, new stoves in with for everybody, and uh, they put these new ovens in, and and. um, they wouldn't even beep or anything, and uh, it was awful. So, what did you do, Beth? We used my toaster oven. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a solution. <laughs> Got it. I, I used my convection oven. I'm like, I'm not going to bother with this thing. It doesn't uh-huh. even beep. It doesn't do anything. Uh huh. And how long did you have to live without a full size oven? Mm. That was about 10 years ago, about, I don't know, about at least five years. Wow. So you're in a different spot now and you have an oven you can use, Miss Beth? Mm. Mm. Yeah, we're in a different spot, but 
All we have is the microwave now because um, a lot of our stuff was stolen. But um, I'm going to buy me another convection oven. I like it was bigger than a convection. It was it wasn't a toaster oven. It was it was big like an oven, you know. But it was wow like a convection oven, and we marked it ourselves, you know. Well, that's pretty cool, Miss Beth. Cool. Thank yeah, you so much for was... sharing with us. Thank you. Uh huh. Bye bye, Miss Marianne. Doug. Hey, Doug. Hello, can can you hear me? Yeah, we yes, can. Indeed. Okay, thank you. Uh, I want to get back to an uh, issue, I guess, uh, that Brian talked about with and other people, apartments and inaccessible products. Um, I live in a federally subsidized housing building. And of course, throughout the years, they've replaced the, the appliances. First, they had knobs. And I'd remember the uh, um, numbers for or the clicks for the knobs. Then um, they moved to um, where it's a little bit indented and you could uh, you had to push things with your finger. Yep. And yep. so we had put uh, um, with my state agency some bump dots on there. Well, the residents right. took them off. And so uh, I know like so what I have had to end up doing is to um, put uh, or make a listing of my. Uh, choices for the machine in braille and then take them over or memorize them and that seems to be working however i know the day is coming that they are going to be getting different machines that will have kind of the touch screen display and i guess what my question is for those who live and it's a community it's a community laundry room right my question is for those of us that live in federal subsidized housing, how much of an obligation do they have to make sure that our machines are, that we have, a, you know, at least one or some accessible machines? I certainly don't expect them to make all eight washers and eight dryers accessible. But in my mind, I think it's reasonable that they could make at least, you know, like one machine on each laundry room or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. I'd like you guys to comment on that one. Thank you. Brian, do you want to start? Uh, yeah, I'll say this. One is, yes, in fact, you know, you cannot invest or use federal funds um, and ignore accessibility. Doesn't work that way. Uh, I think they are obligated to do so. However, however, what mostly happens is it's done, and then you find out it's not accessible. Yes, yes. It, and that's you know we're we're in a world where it's a complaint-driven system. You have nothing to complain about until they do the wrong thing. So. One of the things that I I would do in that case, and I haven't lived in an apartment for 50 years. Anyway, the when I first moved into that apartment, I wrote up a little something so that there'd be a record of what I had requested 
uh, so that they couldn't come back later when I requested it and say, well, you never told us. So I would say I might be inclined in your situation that uh, whatever paperwork is part of your being a resident there, you might want to, next time you have an opportunity, to put in the statement that indicates you will be needing an accessible washing machine and dryer available to you. So you're make, saying do that beforehand. Do it before know, they get their dirty hands involved. You know, okay. I just hate trying to do it after the fact. Right. And, and uh, I, th I think I would do, do that, and then I would do one other thing. Um, I think that I, I would incorporate in that statement something like, um, uh, I, I'm sure we can work this out, but it is my, it is my intention, uh, unless I have some assurances from you at this level, um, to, uh, to take this up with uh, the, the, the federal subsidized housing department. Um, and, and there are lots of 800 numbers that you can use to contact those folks. And they do have kind of disability specialists at that level, at the federal level. And I, I, I don't know that it would hurt you <clears throat> to actually get in touch with, um, with subsidized housing at the, at the federal level and, and ask them to intercede for you with the particular spot that you're living. Thank you. I appreciate the um, letter by saying comments. pursue it to the ADA. Or yeah, exactly. Law, right. Yeah. Pursue it too. They they love that. Usually gets their attention well, right away. It, it it's it's not going to be the ADA. It's going to have to be the Section Five Hundred Four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because Five Hundred Four issue. Yeah. But whichever it, it, it is, you, just to say yeah. pursue it too. Yeah. Usually gets Section Five Hundred Four of of, mm -hmm. of 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 the Rehab Act. Mm -hmm. And there's also some provisions under the housing act but i don't remember the numbers so no. um but you could you could also say under the federal un, un, under the federal housing administration there are also rules that that apply yep. thank you for giving me the information and i thought it would be important for other people to hear exactly. i know i'm not the only blind person yep. thank exactly. you. thanks doug yep. thanks very much yep we have deborah deborah you may have Unmute. See which one. Oops. Deborah. Sorry, it's my fault. There you go, Deborah. You may unmute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> want to say I'm very impressed with, with the fact that we have folks with us tonight. There's so much else going on. And I, I should say well, move to the next before while she gets while we while we have a second that we are not going to be doing a show next Tuesday because we'll be right in the middle of stuff that ACB is doing in Washington, DC. So we're not gonna try to compete with that. And I'll mention that again here. at the end of the show. Yep. A lot of, um, Anne? Um, Anne, come on, you may join me. us. Hey, Anne. Hello. There you go. There Hello. She is. 
I, sorry, guys, it's different. It's changed <laughs> where it is, the unmute. So um, It always does. <laughs> um, I am in the process of uh, trying to buy a house, and I'm mm-hmm. not going to have a lot of time. I minimally am going to have to buy a washer, dryer, refrigerator, maybe microwave, um, and I'd like to buy an air fryer. Um, the um, air dry, the dryer may be gas. So someone had mentioned that there might be some differences. So I would appreciate any suggestions that people have because I probably won't have a lot of time and I'll have to take whatever they have in the store at the time. Um, uh, so I thank you for any suggestions. Well, in, nope. in the first place, I don't know that you have to take what's in this, what, what, what they offer you. <clears throat> I think it depends on I, delivery, how long. Yeah. But yeah, I think exactly. what I, what, what I would do though, is, is, it is when you are entering into the contract, um, uh, if you haven't already, I would, I would indicate that one of the things you want to do, uh, especially if, if, if you're getting new appliances, one of the things that you want to do is, um, to, to to be certain that they at least make an effort to create accessibility. And you can talk about some of the stuff that we've talked about tonight. Um, I don't have any experience with gas dryers. I have experience with gas water heaters and gas furnaces and gas stoves, but not not with with dryers. I didn't have one of those, but I had I the other have- three. I don't have any experience with any gas appliances, but it sounds like that I may be getting some of those gas water heaters and the other appliances that you mentioned. Yeah, the truth is that the gas water heater and the gas and the gas dryer, <clears throat> once they're set up these days, you don't have anything to worry about they, 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 except for the controls on the gas dryer. And the same thing that we've talked about with regard to controls on electric dryers will be the same thing that'll operate for gas dryers in terms of that, because they don't have, or, or typically don't have um, pilot lights anymore. They, they, they just automatically ignite nowadays. And the same thing is true of water heaters. Um, so, um, so I think you'll find, you'll find that those aren't going to be an issue with regard to gas stoves. <clears throat> Um, I used to prefer them because I used to think they were easier um, to uh, to to tell where the flame was because the 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 higher the flame was first it it would typically make some noise so that you'd hear it but also um, but also the 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 flame would be a good deal higher even if you had your pot in exactly the right position over the burner and of course. With a gas stove, um, the burners are much easier easier to center with pots than they are with with electric stoves that are flat. So, um, but but I never had any significant problems with gas stoves in terms of um, in terms of accessibility or in or in terms of setting them because gas stoves or or all the ones I've owned had knobs that were very easy to 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 operate and uh, and and to see where you were. So, yep. I got what two, an issue. two things. One is a question. Is yes. the home you're moving into a 
newly built home or a pre-existing home? No, they're going to be pre-existing homes. I'm looking right now, but I expect to be buying something very, very soon. And what part of the country are we talking about? Uh, Texas. And is it quite a, is it, is it one of those little back route back towns or is it? In no, it's in the Metroplex, but a lot okay, of the so, homes are older. Yes. But, well, I was thinking more about the, the idea of what choices you will be able to make um, and deliver, yeah. you know, the farther yeah. you live in the country, the fewer choices yes. you have. And I live and, right. Yes, that's true. So, I think so. I, if you're, if you're if you're looking at a house that's not that's not brand new, I would take a look at the appliances that are there. Well, a lot <laughs> of them don't have those appliances in them, so they will tell you that you know these that only they'll tell you that only has usually um, some of them have only like the microwave or whatever, but most of them don't have refrigerator or washer dryer. Almost all of them. And yeah. some of them don't even have stove or, you know, Got it. burner or whatever. So. I, I'm, going to, I'm going to give you one tip that has nothing to do with blindness. It has to do with <clears throat> the importance of size. I would not put a nickel down on anything till I had the maximum size that would fit in the space it must fit in. Um, and don't believe what it says on the sticker of new appliances when it comes to size. Oh, really? Oh, they will give you some very fun numbers. They will talk about <laughs> how big it is and leave oh, out no. the size of the doors of the re refrigerator because they wanted you to have that size to know whether it would fit through your door to get there. Oh. Then they'll go the one with the door on, and you might get another one with the handles on the doors on. <laughs> uh, the same um, thing holds true for height. Uh, refrigerators right. these days have the mechanism, the if you will, the upper pivot hinge um, screwed in to the top of the refrigerator. Yes. Um, and as a result, it really matters how high that is. Not how tall case, the refrigerator is. Yep. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's the refrigerator plus. So bring your own tape measure. How do you find out about that the hinge on the top, how tall it is? Well, you just, Again. if you're buying a new one, you just have to look at it. Um, when when you're when you're buying it, um, and you buy it at the store with the refrigerator, right? right. Yes, okay. absolutely. It's all all of a piece. It's just the way that they give numbers out. Yeah, what you really gotcha. want to know is, and, and that really applies to refrigerators and to stoves. You really, you, yes, and 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 because it in in most kitchens. Um, in most houses these days, even even pretty old houses, there are specific spaces that are yes. designated for refrigerators and stoves, and those can't change. And you don't right. want it too small either. No. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Good point. I always wanted to be 
about, and also it depends on the angle, is this a galley kitchen? And then to try to turn that refrigerator to go into that cutout mm. on the wall <laughs> that it's supposed yeah. to fit in, it's got to turn yeah. as well. Yeah. So if it there's can. Those kinds, there's those kinds of things that it, it's not so much a buyer beware, but take a tape measure with you. When you go yeah, shopping. thank you. Take a I tape measure. I just bought my tape measure. So. There you go. <laughs> thank you so much for your call. Thank you guys very much. You uh -huh. bet. Now we have Anne. Anne you can you hear me? We can. We can, Miss Anne. Oh, good. I did something right. Um, do you know if anything about security systems, if, if they have um, dots or if they're set up for people who are visually impaired? Good question. The answer is there are accessible security systems, um, <clears throat> typically the ones that interact with uh, smart devices like the lady, lady A devices. I don't have but that. But not exclusively so. Not exclusively so. Um, ACB's second vice president, Ray Campbell, just moved from Chicago to Springfield and had a new security system put in his home uh, and uh, was very, very careful to make sure that what he se selected was accessible. So I would highly recommend you speak directly to him or drop him a, a note. He watches uh, all of the ACB lists. What he ended up what he ended up getting was a was a system that was uh, designed and sold by Comcast, um, and they generally have um, have created products that they've made an effort to make accessible. So all other things being equal, um, I'd certainly recommend that you look at those first. I have checked <clears throat> them, and they're a lot more expensive than I wanted to pay. They are. Um, the trouble, I, I have had um, three or four or five different security systems and have made efforts to try to get them um, to be accessible and have been assured they were accessible only to find that they're really not. Um, it, that has been the hardest thing for me um, is, is to find security systems that, that truly tell the truth about what they do and what they don't do. Do they understand um, what accessibility is? Uh, they say they do. Um, oddly enough, the, the system that I initially bought like 10 or 12 years ago was pretty accessible and it worked pretty well. But the last one that I bought in, in Miami about four or five years ago was, was horrible. Um, in terms of accessibility, even though it claimed that it absolutely other was. Other than flat screens, <clears throat> um, they they do. Um, they they there are there are a lot where where you can you can use the security systems in conjunction with either apps or uh, with the the Lady A or or Google Home. Um, and I, I bought one specifically because of that and, and found that in fact, even though it has an app 
and it and it supposedly enables you to do everything you're supposed to do. In fact, that's not the case. And there are bunches of things that can only be done from a flat screen that's flat out not accessible. And the only way that I've been able to get past that um, is using uh, an entity like Era or using uh, an an iPhone with a camera with with friends who can see. I got a couple quickie questions here. do you are you currently a smartphone user? I am, yes. Okay, uh, that gives you the most possibilities. But I will tell you that <clears throat> in looking into this here recently, uh, they'll say we believe so. That's kind of the get out of jail free card. Yeah, <laughs> when it comes out of somebody's mouth, we believe so. So. Uh, and I, a lot of people who are concerned about security, they don't start by making the whole premises secure. They build it by some sensors now and some others later. And you want to stay with a centralized system when you do that kind of thing. Um, Ring has a pretty good reputation. Um, they do both the you know the door cameras. I tried uh, one over a minute. It didn't work with smartphones. Well, that's... Maybe there are some that do. I, th- I think there are some that... Uh, I'm, <clears throat> I'm confident there are some that do. Another person who uses who uses a security system and, and says he's had pretty good luck with it is David Trott. So you could also talk with him. Who? I didn't David Trott? Yes, now he lives in a low vision home, right? He Both does. of them have some usable vision. Um, like he says, he he can look at things, but he can't read with vision. Mm. So that might be cool, though, because boy, those two people research the heck out of things. They do before they do things. Yeah. So he would be another person to check with, and he uses Ring ring stuff so he would be able to give you some information on what works and what doesn't with regard to that so you thank you for your call work and some rings work and some don't is that that's right there are different yeah there are different sets of them oh yeah so i'm struggling myself right now because i bought this thing that i thought was so cool and i'm not sure i'm ever going to get to use it properly that's a combination of a of a uh front porch light that has a camera in the light and has sensors on it and speakers hidden in it. So it just looks like a front porch light, but it does all these other things. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem to want to pair with my home uh, Wi-Fi. Nope. Not pretty. Now, I, can, I can do it with my phone, mm-hmm. but not not with uh, the house in general. I wanted it to, whenever somebody stepped on my porch, to do a screen on screen on my TV kind of thing. But uh, alas, not, not so the far. right format. That's right. Thank you for your call. Anyway. Welcome. Area code 918. 
Hello, this is Allison. I'm from Oklahoma. And hey, I live, uh, yes, uh, I live in a um, senior living uh, yeah. set up. And the problem is I've marked things, but on the dishwasher, um, how can I explain this? I know what to push, but it depends on where it is in the cycle. For instance, if I, if I um, push a dot, for instance, and I push it like four times, it depends on where it is. It could be on draining. It could yep. be, yeah. And so that's a problem. Uh, I'm moving to an apartment on the first floor, and I think they're getting a Bosch dishwasher. And I told the person um, if they could get stuff there. that wasn't. I'm going to take uh, my pizza in there so I'm listening to it. I've actually had several. Hold on. Somebody no, needs to be you muted. Came get me, they just called my name. Oh. So then I had to. And then, <laughs> um, go, go ahead. Um, go Allison. ahead, Allison. And so um, I've asked them if they could get, if they could put <laughs> things in that are not. Um, what do I say? Touch screen. Excuse me. Yep. Right, yeah. Screen. Yeah. So we'll, I mean, I only have so much choice about that. Right. Uh, I've, heard I have, that, I've heard that a lot of the Bosch's actually do have individual buttons. And, and, um, and so the, the, you're, you're asking them to do something that they actually can do. And what yeah. I would be tempted to, to suggest that you do is go to an appliance store that sells Bosch's and, and mm -hmm. look at, a couple of the models and perhaps even call the apartment complex and said, I've checked this one out and it seems to work well. That's a good idea. My other question is, um, are there any, well, I, I don't have an iPhone. That's the problem. I have a blind shell phone, but mm -hmm. I don't have a, I don't have a, a uh, iPhone. So, but, but that's a good idea. I don't know about the washer and dryer. We'll see what it, you know, that's not as big exactly. a deal. Yep. Okay. Well, well the thank other you. thing that we haven't talked a lot about it, and we'll probably get to it for at least a few minutes, but the other direction is, is there are a lot of devices that work with, um, that work with Alexa devices. Marianne, who have we got? We have Marcy. Hey, Marcy. Uh, okay. There I think I'm here. Yeah, um, yep. I wanted to tell, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you had a lady that was thinking about getting an induction um, stove. Yes. And I have an LG, oh, gee, I have an LG and it's an induction um, stove top and, and, and a micro, no, and a, um, convection oven it can do convection and all that kind of thing um what we've done with it is uh there's a, a company called tangible surface uh research and she will uh give you she'll give you uh kits or even help you design one to have uh to put labels on your on your appliances. Uh, the only trouble is that um, we're having a hard time 
getting them to stay on. Um, because uh, especially the where the um, where the screen is for the um, oven, it's all glass and it doesn't seem to hold the stickers very well. But mm-hmm. but what I was going to say is what we did to make it usable. Um, you you can't you cannot. Uh, I mean, if you were to turn uh, if you were turn turn on an uh, a, uh, a burner you can't turn it on unless there's i mean you can turn it on it, it won't do anything you have to have the pan on on right it. right uh, and but the what we've done is we put uh arrows or or indicators on the edge of the on the edge of the um glass um mm-hmm. and so that they point in the direction so you put the pan in in that area, so you have an idea of because it's totally, totally flat. There's nothing to tell you at all, uh, um, t- by touch, where anything is. And that works uh, pretty well for you. Yeah, right? yeah, it does. Yeah, we um we have an arrow to the, so on the left side of the uh, on the left side of the thing we have an arrow that points to the toward the center and uh. And then we have an arrow at the front of the of the um, of the that stove points towards that, the back. Yep. Yeah, and it and it's not exactly so. You what you do is you ang- you put the pan in between those in yep. the space between those arrows. That's how you can get that to do uh, things. It in theory works with the A lady, which has been a joke. I've never been able to get it to set up right, uh, but. Um, it's an LG, and the one thing that it, uh, we keep losing all the all the labels off of the um, glass. But the one thing that is nice about theirs is that um, they're they're etched in, so you can actually, if you have fingers that still work well enough to feel mm-hmm. things, you can actually have. Uh, so where the arrows are, there's a line. Uh, so that you you do know the right arrow would be at the end of that line and the left would be at the other end. Uh, Excellent. The, um, so there are things, but I mean, we, we we're trying to figure out something that will stick and stay there. Um, I have a suggestion. Now the, the, the name of the company that you're talking about is what? LG. No, no, no. no, no, no. no. Oh, oh uh, Tangible Surface Research. And and uh, there is that the the title of their website. I think you could probably look it up and yeah, and her name is Anne something, and I can't remember what the last name is. Uh, and good. she does she does a lot of uh, like uh, people have special. Her idea is that you don't need to you shouldn't have to read Braille in order to know what uh, you know what what you. Fair enough. Right. What things are Brian, you had a suggestion? Yes. Um, In the holidays, when you're decorating for Halloween or for Christmas, you can buy these sets of what simply feels like thin plastic, not super thin, but thin plastic, that you put against your windows. No glue involved whatsoever. It sticks 
because of the nature of the molecules that it interacts with. Uh, we take those down every after the holidays, put them away, bring them back the next year. We don't have to go and do a super clean of the windows to make them stick. They, they just uh, magically, for lack of a better term, stick on there. So if you wanted to put something that stays, uh, the problem you're having with, with these, I think is what a lot of people do, and that is um, your stove and things are getting hot. And, you know, there's, I don't know about you, but I cook with fat, you know, oil, whatever. And that permeates the space more. So it gets harder and harder to get anything to stick on these things. But I would give serious thought to simply going to some place, you know, some hobby shop and tell them that that's what you're looking for is this thin plastic material that can just place it against glass and it stays there. Uh, and I bet you you can come up with a labels of your own that will stick. Very good. Thank you for your call. We have Nora. Nora's hey, on. Nora. Okay, hello. Yep, we can hear you. There she is. Yeah, thank you. Um, glad to be here. And my, I have no, no, uh, what you call a catchable appliances in my apartment. I mean, I'm living, but uh, another issue I have is uh, because of my revision, is having to read the read out of our washers and dryers that are in the second and fourth floors of this building here in Phoenix, mm -hmm. Arizona. And, uh -huh. and it's no, we used to have coin laundry where some people used to have bulk dots on it with braille dots on it but years ago, but they were moved. And anyway, um, um, I can, I would have to have someone sighted to help me do the laundry because the laundry, a lot washing and dryers, you have to put a, uh, like you have a card or a credit card, uh, no, you put your special card, uh, special laundry card that would put, that you receive money from your debit or credit card, and you put that laundry card into the hole and it would start. But the part where I have to have a silent person help me to know where the, where, what the buttons are on the, uh, as far as what size they yeah. are. Things mm -hmm. like that. I don't do my own laundry. I have my housekeeper do that for yeah. me. Well, that uh, that makes sense. And I don't, I I don't know about, I don't know about an obvious solution. Do you, Brian? No. Um, the The fact of the matter is, when I went to the gym and wanted to use the equipment there, like treadmills and the like, uh, I came with a, you know, lock dots in my pocket to slap on the machine. And I came the next morning and they'd all been peeled back off again. People yeah. get, people just do what they do. They don't think of it as vandalism. Uh, no. Though to us, it, it is a bit of vandalism. Yep. And another thing, uh, in, the, in the manager's office, I have to put more money from, <clears throat> from a debit or credit or debit card than I had from the bank. And it's only for laundry expenses. And I have to have a, the manager or the assistant manager helped me put 
the money into the uh, into the laundry card. Yep. Laundry card into the machine. But how you read it? Maybe too small to read. So I have to depend on target people to help to help me with that. <laughs> Thanks for sharing, yeah. Nora. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye bye. Miss Marianne? We have 502. Very good. Sounds like Louisville to me. Mm -hmm. Suspense. Okay. There you are. Um, hi, thank you. This is this is Terry Turlaw from Louisville. And um I had a comment and a question. Um, in case this is useful to other folks. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes the on a microwave or possibly even an oven touchpad uh, screen, um, you know, uh, where, where there are no visible yeah. bumps. Sometimes the numbers and the arrows are spaced apart in with the same spacing that Braille dots are. So... Uh, I've been able to make several uh, overlays for touch screens by simply making dots or put it, or braille numbers with a space in between and they fit. I didn't realize this until someone pointed it out as we were labeling uh, a touch screen and it proved to be very helpful because you don't have individual cut out little tiny um, stickers that can come off easily. Rather, you can have a larger, a, um, a, larger, a larger piece of plastic, on, that, on that, the and then they don't yes, come off. Yes. Thanks, Terry. That's right. Excellent. That's excellent. We I appreciate um, that. Also, also, a question, and it is about a small appliance, mm -hmm. but um, I've used a an instant pot with my own uh, Wi-Fi network when I had an iPhone 8, and then when I moved to the 14, uh, the connection, couldn't; it would not pair. And I'm wondering if you all know if changes in later models of iPhones make pairing processes with older appliances less viable. Thank you. I don't know, you know the answer. I, I don't know either. The 14 hasn't been out there long enough yet for a lot of companies to have updated the apps associated with running appliances. I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to double check that one myself. Uh, I haven't There's, gone the 14 route yet, but that's just a matter of time. There, there is a group um, that is, that is uh, on, does community calls. Um, I don't remember what they're called exactly, but they're essentially small appliance guys, and and some of them may know the answer to that question as well. So if you if you look at community calls in the evening, um, you should be able to find the, the 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 calls that are done by these small appliance guys. I think it's called it's called it's electric. It is yes, called it's, it's electric. Called, it's electric. You're absolutely okay. correct. So check that out, Miss Miss Terry, and they should we'll be able to help you. you. Okay. Good luck. Thank you much. Good luck. Yep. Take Thanks. care. Bye-bye. Yep. Huh. Um, webinar ID. Oh, that's interesting. Uh-huh. Well, that's Hi, weird. Web. Uh, 
this is Pam, and I don't know why it showed as webinar ID uh, yeah, because, well, <laughs> well we're, because we're my in, iPhone has my name. Uh, we recognize your voice, Miss Pam. Gotcha. My comment is, and this granted, this was a long time ago when I had to purchase a washer and dryer, which thank goodness I still have. I hope they outlive me because I do not want to have to go through that again. <laughs> exactly. But the problem was that at that time, at most of the home improvement stores, and I had to do this really fast. I won't go into history, but I didn't have a lot of time to do research. And the problem was that the controls for the washer and dryer, oh, they looked perfectly accessible. The problem mm -hmm. was they were covered with a plastic or a tape or whatever. You could not actually um, spin the dials or do this yep. to discover that, oh, on the washer, yeah, there's a dial you move, but the thing that actually controls it runs behind it, yep. and it doesn't click at all. And if you happen to bump that thing, it's going to mess up your, your controls. So, of course, I didn't know that until after I had it all installed. And then I discovered, oh, man, it's just like the one my mother had. <laughs> uh -uh. <laughs> so so uh, but I I can still sort of work with it. Uh, we did. I had someone help me come up with a very crude um, system of labeling it. Um, and my my stove, same same idea. The oven is touchscreen, but we labeled the only parts that I had to have, you know, the basic, the temperature Excellent. and the yep. on yep. and off. Um, yep. Didn't do the timer, didn't do the clock. Heaven knows what the clock on the uh, stove might say now. Well, what do I care? I don't use it. But exactly. Um, and and I had to label my microwave and all that stuff. But the point is, sometimes when you go to a home improvement store, you can't really tell whether it's accessible because they're covered in tape or they're covered in plastic and you can't really uh, operate the dials to see if they're accessible. Well, the controls. Yeah. Um, so what, that's my comment. Thank one you, Miss Fans. One of the things I did when I did my looking around is I came in, went straight to the sales desk, and I said, I'm here to buy a refrigerator or a stove or mm -hmm. a washer and dryer. Mm -hmm. And it must be accessible. I do not want to buy it, if you'll pardon the expression, sight unseen. Got I it. want to touch it. And they're making enough commission on that sale. These things aren't cheap these days. I, I don't no, know whether not. they were ever cheap, but they sure as heck aren't cheap now. No. And so it's amazing what they will do if you ask them to. Yes. In, well, just 
take that wrapping off. We can wrap it again when we're done. That kind exactly. of stuff. I've absolutely done that. And and and, and I have it, too. And and it's it, really the only thing you can do, Pam. Um, okay. And, and everybody else, you've you've got to be assertive and say to them, I am not going to buy this. And I have lots of other choices of places I can go. I'm not going to buy this unless yes, I'm is. satisfied that it's going to work. And the only way I can be satisfied is is if is is if I can demonstrate with you that I can use this device. Mm-hmm. Well, my stove I had no choice of because yep. I'm in an apartment. It's yep. what was here. Yep, um, oh, I get that. I get that. I I moved so. into a, a an apartment up here in Jacksonville the time I moved in. I wasn't in any condition to 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 do um, any kind of choosing because I was really sick. Got um, it. But but once once I got a little better, I got I got virtually everything to work. I, frankly, I didn't use the stove very much, um, though I could have I think. But I but I I ended up just primarily doing the the microwave and the washer and the dryer, and that was enough. That's, that's another thing. Sometimes you adapt in reverse. Yeah. You decide what's worth working on and yeah. what isn't. My washer can do everything but the dishes and fold the clothes. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. I don't need all that. 55 pre rinse. And my dish my dishwasher had <laughs> had just straight push buttons, is so all I had to do was learn which one was which, and, and I just remembered that, so I didn't even mm-hmm. mark it. So some of it is memorization. I do think, quite honestly, that knowing Braille helps. It does. Uh, And for me, what I've done at the recommendation of a a mutual friend of Paul's and mine, Judy Dixon, she wrote a book for National Braille Press called Label It. And it's Mm -hmm. full of marvelous ideas that she tried and experimented with and collected and it's all in one book and it's it's a it's a great purchase if you can go to national braille press that book is one of the few hard copy books i keep around here these days wow um, so it's it's very very much worth it and what she Actually, did as was, long as as long as the she, book has judy dixon's name on it you should buy it because uh, it pretty I close have, yes i have I, not I bought seen her publish a book that that wasn't really worthwhile. So I'm exactly. a I'm a big Judy Dixon book fan. Yep. So in this case, what I did was I brailled on a sheet of magnetic material, like those hmm. flat um, right. refrigerator magnets, that kind of yep. material, mm-hmm. and I simply adhere it to the metal surface of the thing I want. And so that's what I did with my Instant Pot. Uh, because the buttons are too close together to label them. And I'm just mm-hmm. not the guy who's going to memorize that stuff. I need a cheat sheet. So that's my <laughs> cheat sheet. Slap to the side of my Instapot. Do the same thing with your washer and dryer. Who's going to remember five clicks yeah. over and two clicks yep. back kind yeah. of nonsense? So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I need a Braille cheat sheet. And it's got to be washable. Oh, yeah. Miss Pam? Thanks a lot. Thanks. We're going to have to move on because we're running out of time. We still got a bunch of hands. Miss Marianne. We have Diane Harms. Hey, Diane. Hi, everybody. Um, hey, Diane. Yeah, I uh, 
I use my microwave a lot. I live by myself, so I only cook for one. So I use it a lot. And uh, recently, well, not recently. Oh, wow, it's been a while. But about a, um, two years ago, um, one died. And that was my mom was still alive then. And, um, mm-hmm. We still used it a lot. And, uh, it died. <laughs> so had to get a new one. Well, actually, I could still use it, but I had to, something went out with the mechanism in the door and I had to, in order to use it, you had to hold the door shut and put pressure on it. That was weird. But anyway, (laughs) so got a new one and it's a, I believe it's a Toshiba Um, Mm -hmm. and it works with Lady A and it has an app that's downloaded on my iPhone, but the app does not work very well at all. Um. I can't think of the name of it, and I can't but, find it on my phone right now, but it doesn't work very well anyway. But the Lady um, A part does work well? Yeah, and we did have to – I called the accessibility number one after I first got it because it went out and wasn't working with her. It would, something was – and then they helped me fix it. Um, it was kind of involved, but they helped me fix it, and got every, so we got it going again. And But another good thing I did was my brother put uh, you know buttons on it, and they're these big kind of buttons that uh, really stick out and they won't, so they won't fall off. And, you know, just on the buttons I needed, we didn't put it on all of them, but, um, and, and that works really well. So, and it does beep. So um, like to get to seconds, you know, I, I push it this button twice and it uh-huh. beeps twice and then I can do the seconds, you know, and it has an automatic 32nd button and, uh, which is also the start button. So that works really well. So that if something happens with lady a decides not to cooperate for one time or another, then, you know, I'll just use the buttons, but for the most Excellent. part, it's worked really well with lady a, except for that one time. And they did help me fix it. Got it going again. So now no, here, when, when you say they helped you fix it, who is that? The, uh, Amazon accessibility. They're great. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. They, uh, yeah. I wish the app worked better. I'm going to find it and try to play with it and then see if there's somebody I can contact because you're supposed to be able to use it also with your iPhone, yeah. which is great if you're, you know, electricity, well, if electricity goes out, you can't use it anyway, but it would just be nice if, you know, something happened with the Lady A, then, you know, you could use it with your iPhone and um, that would be neat. But, it would. Yeah, right now. Diane, thanks for your call. Oh, you're welcome. Man. Appreciate uh, it. Good advice. Get, I'm going to shop around and just look at various things. So if anything goes out, like the washer and dryer, then mm-hmm. I'll have an idea before I really need to get one. You know? Yes. That's a great one. idea. That's yeah. Great advice. <laughs> so yeah. I want to get a toaster oven. I'll, uh, not a toaster oven, but I want to get an air fryer. You know, I want definitely want to get that. And I want to get um, a slow cooker, you know, a crock pot. Those mm-hmm. are two things I'd like to get. Not sure I need a big um, toaster oven that ha- does all these things, but I would really like an air fryer and a crock pot. Well, so, re- re- remember the, the It's Electric group. They can help right. you make those decisions. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Take care, Diane. All right, thank you. Yep. Good night, Tom. Do you have time for more? We have um, one more. Yeah. Okay, Constance G. Oh, we don't you may that. unmute. Hey, Constance. Yeah, hi everyone. Um, I want—I just wanted to back up uh, 
this idea about having salespeople explain. When I got my, I went to William Sonoma to get a toaster oven and I could see that, you know, it might be only partially accessible, but it it had buttons. But the uh, in order to do what you needed to do, you still had to know what the screen said about temperature and everything else. Uh-huh. However, you know, sometimes when you go to the quote unquote nice stores or nicer stores, yep. um, this man was very uh, amenable to explaining. And I took my tape recorder and I told him I had it. And he went through all the settings. In other words, this button is for this. And this one down here is this and et cetera. So that when I did have to bring in Ira, for example, I knew that I had it on bake. I just didn't know, for example, what temperature it was on, for example, sometimes. So I'm just saying, you know, go with your recorder and get the salesman and go to a, you know, if you have to go to a run of the mill, go to a run of the mill. Because even in the run of the mill stores, chains, you're going to find good salespeople. Sometimes. sometimes it's worth, I think, spending a few more dollars and going to a more specialized yep. store where you can get, you know, some good help because they figure, well, you're going to spend the money. Anyway. Good advice. Take, take good care, everyone. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Brian, last last comment? Um. I would say first is to think ahead when you can. We've heard that from some of our callers tonight. Know that there are going to be times when these things go out and you do not have time to do shopping then. So try to keep on top of it in advance. But also know that you're spending good money when you're buying appliances. And any store I want to do business with will know that what I'm about to drop on their cash register is as green as anybody else's. And I have a right to act that way. Yep. Couldn't agree more. And I guess, I guess my fine, my final comment has to do with lady. There, there is an assumption that we all make that if, if, if it works with lady a, then it's going to be accessible. Uh, That is not necessarily the case. And, so what I would say to folks is, is with regard to Google Home or Lady A, if you're not, if you're not sure that it's going to work, by, by all means, check it out just as much as you would any of the other elements of the, of the device. Um, buying appliances is an exercise sometimes in futility, but it's great when you get them home and they actually work well. Next Tuesday... We are not going to hold Tuesday topics because we will be in the middle of um, ACB's exercise in Washington, D.C. So we'll be back on the 14th and stay tuned so that we will tell you then exactly what we're going to do. And in the meantime, good night, everyone. Good night.